Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Oh, I know. Thank God I got good people in my life. We're back from the barren... uh, tundra that is bozeman you guys think it's winter in missoula we ain't got nothing over here there's like there's like a foot and a half of snow in my yard at boat in bozeman it's crazy anyways it is nuanas now 1029 espn missoula statewide swx montana television and we are back in the espn missoula studios yesterday was a crazy wild experiment i'll tell you a little bit more of the details in a minute once we get through what we got in the show today uh but it is another jam-packed show riley corkin as he is every tuesday back with me voice of the grizz we're going to talk some grizz hoops uh we're going to talk about the weekend that was for the montana grizzlies here a little bit from travis to because we did not get to the sound from the post game at weber state and then also talk a little bit about yesterday's breaking news michael stedman university of montana senior center into the NCAA transfer portal. So I don't think that we're ever going to get an answer to the why, but we are going to analyze the what. What does this mean for Montana as they head into the stretch run? Also going to hear from Danny Sprinkle in about 4.30, Montana State head men's basketball coach. If you've been following along since we launched Nuanez now about six weeks ago, you know Sprinkle usually joins us on Thursdays. Well... Uh, Coach Sprinkle's games for the weekend have been called off. And uh, you know what? I can't say I ever appreciate any sort of COVID cancellations, but I do appreciate it when it happens early in the week because it doesn't screw up my week nearly as bad. Uh, So we kind of had it all. We were going to have some Idaho State people on the phone today and and throughout the week. But uh, news out of Bozeman, 
Montana State men's basketball is canceled for the weekend against Idaho State, but the women's games are still a go. I talked to Trisha Binford this morning, and she said that they're in the clear, so they'll play a home-and-home against Idaho State. That'll be one of the best series in the league. We're also going to have our Treasure State Stars to wrap up hour number one, and then it's a Tuesday and every other Tuesday like we always do. First of all, we got a Tag Larry sandwich for you. I know Riley's looking forward to that. He went and got that done and picked that up for us, which is big time of him. But we'll also hear from Justin Angle, the business angle, and we're going to talk about a variety of different uh, overlays between business business and sports and then we're going to give you a little more feedback on uh, my experience in Bozeman this last week and watched a little hoops but also got a chance to spend some time with Brent Vegan the new uh, head football coach both in a one-on-one interview uh, yesterday as well as uh, during his introductory uh, announcement press conference today. Corcoran, how you doing? How you, how you I'm living? doing great man. I'm doing awesome. I'm getting ready for this split week out at uh, Eastern leaving tomorrow and Getting ready to go, kind of in the fold. I'm starting to really gear up for Boise. I know that we've kind of had it out in the horizon for a while, but it, it seems, you know, in, in the one-year anniversary of all of this happening, really from the pandemic, it started in Boise. Those are right. kind of the memories that I have of it. So to kind of put a bow on it, looking forward to that and going through all the scenarios of time, I'm sure we're going to. But, man, I was thinking about this on the drive over here. Could you have picked a more eventful three days to go to Bozeman? I know. I mean, not only do you watch a, a big-time game between two top-four teams Saturday, you get caught up with – the MSU program that might be the hottest team in all of the big sky, both on the men's and the women's side of yep. things. You talk with Brent Vegan and then MSU has the news, their men's basketball program, of course, having the COVID cancellation. So there's a lot going on in Bozeman the three days. You yeah, were. no question. And, and breaking news from during my drive, it's actually amazing how many people you can uh, talk to while you're navigating the, uh, <laughs> the I-90. But I uh, talked to a couple of my sources and uh, they were able to confirm the football scoop report from earlier Freddie Banks, the new defensive coordinator, at least expected to be the new defensive coordinator on Brett Vegan's staff. Freddie Banks played at NDSU in the late 2000s and uh, has been in the college football ranks. Probably his longest tenure was at uh, Stephen F. Austin of the Southland Conference, and he's been the defensive backs coach at Nevada for the last couple years. So a couple interesting folds there. But it sounds like we're going to have a full official announcement of Brent Vegan's staff by the end of this week, he said that uh, in his press conference today. So we'll get into a little bit of that. Um, but this weekend, Montana Weber State, the trend continues. Montana is one of the best teams in the league on Thursdays, and they are the worst team in the league on Saturdays, and at least in terms of their results. They're five and one on Thursdays. They're zero and six on Saturdays, and uh, it was a complete reversion from what we saw on Thursday. I mean, we were pretty optimistic about the Grizz' performance in their 80-67 win over Weaver State on Thursday. They played really well defensively. Their bench played really well. And uh, on Saturday, they Weaver State just got cooking at every single position. Isaiah Brown lit it up. He, he seemed absent on Thursday, and he seemed fully present on Saturday. And I think five Weaver State players in double figures, 91 points, the most the Grizz have given up all season long. And so I guess my broad question for you is, do you think Montana, they have a hard time carrying the mentality it takes into Saturday? Or why why do we see such consistently pretty good performances Thursday and then seemingly letdowns on Saturday? Uh, it's the question of the year for Grizzly basketball, for sure. How do you put 80 minutes together in back-to-back games in the scenario? The numbers are what they are at this point. For me, I just think it's from, from the mental toughness side of things. I mean, really to stick with a game plan and execute it back-to-back days where I would say this last weekend, Montana played with Weber State and honestly, they made a really explosive offensive team play Montana's style for I would say three out of the four halves. And then after halftime on Saturday, whether that 
was maybe just getting burnt out from from an energy standpoint, whatever it might be, it was Weber State that took control, and it was more of the up-and-down game that Randy Ray and his group wanted. I I thought there were a bunch of interesting matchups throughout the course of the weekend. I'm really curious to get your take on Eastern and Montana State. With all due respect to Southern Utah, we saw four, maybe the top four teams in the league, four of the top five for sure teams in the league between the two of us over the weekend. But for Weber State, it was a role reversal. On Thursday, you thought going in, right, it was going to be the guards of Weber State trying to score on the perimeter. Well, Randy Ray really attacked the post, and I thought that was very interesting, and and it kind of piggybacks off the news that we're going to talk about here with the Grizzlies in the post with no Michael Stebbin in foul trouble. Derek Carter-Hollinger was in foul trouble. We saw a lot of Dante Bassett. They went down to him early. He's going to be a problem, too. Oh, my God. He was hurt early, and he's now finding his stride. He had a knee injury that I think they thought was more serious than it actually turned out to be. He did miss most of the non-conference and was slow to come back, but now he's playing full starter minutes these last three weeks. And, uh, I mean, there's a reason the guy played at Florida. There's not a lot of guys in the league that look like that guy. Yeah, he's different. I mean, and they went to him early and often. He just couldn't get some shots going on Thursday, so it kind of well, just piggyback from there for him. But I was really impressed with Weber, the way that they adjusted. They Montana chased them off the three-point line all weekend long, and that was a big point of emphasis. Probably the best thing that Montana did defensively was taking out Weber out of their, their rhythm on the offensive end. But um, as far as what Weber did in the second half, we did see Isaiah Brown get going. More of the up-and-down game that uh, Weber State wanted. And, and it's it's frustrating, Coulter, because, again, we've had these conversations, I think, every Monday and Tuesday throughout the couple last couple of weeks. Is there progress from the Grizzly team? Is yep. it a step backwards? Yep. And I think it it kind of is what it is at this point, right? I, yeah. don't, I don't feel any better about Montana's chances, nor do I feel worse. Yes, I think Thursday was a great win because it proves maybe just to the rest of the league that, okay, they can beat anyone any, any given night, but we already knew that. We know that. Sure. But they just can't duplicate it. So, again, it's step forward Thursday, step back Saturday. They are what they are at this point. They're going to be a tough out in Boise, but consistently, do you feel they can put three to four games together in four nights? I would say the records show that, they, that we can't. Well, and... I was really thinking about this element on my drive back. If they weren't playing the same team twice in a row, you wonder if the results would be different. Because I do think there's an element of complacency where you say, oh, we beat this team, we beat this team this way. You have to, what I've seen across the league is you absolutely have to play better the second game. You have to play harder specifically because the other team is wanting revenge. Desperation. They already lost. So, especially when they're on the road, if you're at home, you have to play harder the second game and we're seeing it across the league and I think that that's where Montana they just they have these dips where they're not quite playing as hard they're ready to roll on Thursdays and then they just have these dips because of the time off or whatever the factor might be so um, I think that that's what's compelling about Boise though if they can somehow sneak their way into getting a bye which I think that we're going to find out it's a huge weekend this weekend with Eastern Washington coming to town and I guess the home and home that Montana going to Eastern Washington as well but um, if they can somehow slip in there, then you wonder what's going to happen if they have fresh opponents on the docket every day. And I'm still, I, I'm still not willing to go against the guy that we're about to hear from. We're going to get into Michael Stedman. It is Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide SWX Montana Television. Got pretty clogged up yesterday because it was such a good show and uh, such a big show. Spent about half an hour talking with Brent Vegan. If you missed that, you can check that out as well. Sort of an impromptu live interview. It wasn't supposed to be live. We were supposed to pre-record it, but then all of a sudden, uh, he got caught up in the 
snowy roads while he was looking at houses, and then he ran into a meeting. So then all of a sudden, I'm in his office waiting for him, and I said, Coach, we don't have time to pre-record. We're going live. And he's like, well, you know, I don't even know you, and let's do it. So that was that was fun. Uh, but we didn't get to hear from Travis DeCure, his postgame from Weber State. So here's what Coach DeCure had to say about his team's recent weekend split. A successful 80 minutes are hard to come by right now in conference. Um, but really, in, in all due respect to Weber State, they're on the top of the standings for a reason. They're a good basketball team. They responded uh, very well and, and made some really good adjustments in today's game, and, and we, we just had a hard time with those adjustments. Kev, what adjustments did they specifically make? Uh, they, you know, we, we, pressed, we pressured them out of their offense. We forced a lot of turnovers. We didn't let the ball go side to side, and, and so today they didn't really even try to go side to side. They just threw it inside and, and drew a lot of fouls. When Isaiah Brown gets it going, how much different does that make Weber State offensively? A lot. I mean, they have multiple guys that can get it going, right? Porter could have, could have, could have been that guy as well. And, and so in a close game like what we had today, one of those guys gets going late, you're, you're in trouble. And then that's pretty much what happened is their, their low post guys controlled the game. And then he, he kind of took over when it, when it mattered most down the stretch. Coach, Last question uh, for me. You guys are you guys are uh, I think five and one on Thursdays and uh, haven't won a league game on Saturdays. I mean, is that just a product of the schedule right now? Or I guess what do you need to do to have a breakthrough uh, in the second game of a series? You just got to keep grinding. It, it, you know, we we've got a, a very inexperienced basketball team, and so when you play someone twice in less than forty eight hours, the game is never going to be the same as it was the first time, and so now you're making adjustments. But you don't know what adjustments they make because there's no there's no there's no film of watching them play six or seven more games and then play them again. And so the team that can handle change on the fly the most is going to be the team that's successful. And right now we're just too inexperienced with that, and we've shown signs of getting better, but just not good enough right now with it. Coach, we saw 40 bench points today, and guys like Mac and Cam had some good contributions. Just what can you say about uh, what you've seen from your bench recently? Guys have stayed ready um, with some of the change in rotation and things like that. Sometimes the guys off the bench are guys that have started games for us too, but uh, I, I think the guys that aren't starting are doing a good job of seeing what's going on and being ready for their turn and, and coming in and making plays. But, you know, Cam's played well all year, um, and, and Mac has always given us some spark when he comes in. So uh, I would never expect anything less from those two. Coach, kind of touching on what Coulter asked about Isaiah Brown, um, kind of when he started picking up was when Weber had that 6-0 run, and from that point on, they never lost the lead. For you guys, what changed once they really started to trail away from there? They made shots, and we didn't. They got foul calls, and we didn't. In all honesty, right, they, they got some open threes, made them. We didn't. They got to the paint and shot shots and got to the free throw line. We didn't. Kind of touching on that, I know um, some of those calls, I know you didn't look too happy about that. You know, what, what were the calls like today versus what you saw on Thursday? Did, did it kind of make a difference, you know, today versus Thursday? Thursday's game was a lot more physical, and, and there were a lot of 50-50 calls that did, the whistle just didn't blow, um, whether they were contests at the rim or whatnot, and we kind of played through them. There, there was today. No one played through any of that. It, it you know, it, we 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 walled a lot of shots, um, contested a lot of things around the basket, and and continued to play. That didn't happen today. But they're shooting different shots. They were posting up mostly, 
Um, so I, I need to watch film to see. I, I just know that they shot a lot of free throws. And at one point, you know, the, it, it was very unbalanced and it kind of balanced out later. But uh, maybe they just were more aggressive. I don't know. We've talked about, you know, the the balance that you have in any, you know, there's a lot of guys that can score and pop up and, and have good games. But on the on the flip side of that, it's not always the same every time. So you can't necessarily rely on the same number of guys um, every single game. Does that make it challenging at all for you as a coach? No, not on the offensive end. We scored 82 points. You should win. Um, our, our, our issue is, is, is the inconsistency on the defensive end one-on-one and hustle plays. If, if, if we get more defensive rebounds and come up with more loose balls on the defensive end, they get fewer opportunities and maybe we score 90 and win. I mean, in like individual victories you can take from a game um, to go back to back games, scoring 80 points against a team like Weber State. I mean, does that give you a lot of faith in your offense? Seeing it feels like you guys have turned a corner there in terms of ball movement, shot taking, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, their style of defense is a little different than everyone else's. They're an offensive minded team. Um, they don't play a lot of guys. And, and, and so, you know, the, the, that really wasn't our, our concern going to this series. It was more. Could we play 80 minutes defensively? And and to beat teams that score like this, you, you've got to defend. you got to hold them to the 60s or 70s. And we just weren't able to do that today. That's kind of what Josh and Cam said is just, you know, intensity defensively. They didn't feel like it was as high today as it was Thursday. Is that kind of what you saw? And maybe, again, it's part of that growing aspect of that two games and three days with this group? Yeah, we, we got into them defensively. We pressured them out of things. Um which made it very difficult for them to run offense and get the shots they wanted. And today they got they got the shot they wanted almost every time down the floor, it felt like. Coach, um, you did lose today, but obviously you did get a good win against these guys who are a really good team. Um, what's kind of the mentality coming out of this and looking forward to the next couple games? We need to be angry. We need to work hard this week as if we didn't get any wins. Um, it's, it's the only way to continue to improve and try to build up some momentum going into March. So, uh, we'll we'll watch film and figure out some areas we can improve upon and work on those areas for three days and see what happens in Cheney. See what happens in Cheney is right. It's Nuana's now. Travis DeCure, seventh-year head men's basketball coach from the University of Montana, joining us. Did it, you say that was post-game Saturday? That was post-game Saturday. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, Eastern Washington game, or series rather, is going to be um, an interesting one. Because Eastern has the best trajectory of any program in the league. They've continued to get better under Shante Leggins. As of this weekend, Shante Leggins is 50 and 19 in Big Sky Conference play. Uh, they have won, you know, I guess now dating back to last year, they've won 25 out of their last 31 Big Sky games. But they are what? One and seven in their last eight against Montana, losing losing the championship game twice. Exactly, and getting swept last year. Yep. So it's there's it's so interesting how each team in the league has this other team that's the thorn on their side. Like Montana State can't get over the hump against Montana. Weber State can't really, but they did on Saturday. That was only Randy Ray's fourth win in Missoula. Eastern Washington, Montana State, Eastern Washington's number, but then Eastern Washington, they are they're untouchable against some of these other teams. Like Northern Colorado, never use Eastern Washington problems. Although I guess they did beat them once this year, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like NAU right. has given Montana problems lately, which is so strange. Like it, just in the terms of the the trajectories of those programs. So you're hopping on the bus tomorrow to go to Cheney. I mean, this you gotta be excited for this match. Oh, big time! I mean, th- this these two weeks back to back. I mean, you piggyback these two plus Montana State. Those are the three opponents that 
are a little bit different. I mean, they, they mean a little bit more when you play Weber, Eastern, or the Cats. I mean, being from the Grizzly basketball program, I, I think it's very fitting. Just to your point, I mean, Dave Cook, one of our favorites, SID over at Eastern. Shout out, Cookie. Shout out to Cookie. He sends out the game notes. And what's his headline? The headline for Eastern Washington Nemesis Montana visits Eastern on Thursday. Yep. That tells you all you need to know right there. Eastern Washington goes 16-4. and four. They run through the league last year, but two of those four losses were to Montana. Yep. They've lost four in a row to the Grizzlies. And again, it's a matchup on paper that, man, Eastern Washington just feels like they're in a different spot right now. in this young Grizzly team, are they going to be ready for this attack of Eastern? Because it, there's a little bit of a process that comes into having that target on your back. And this is one of those series that applies for Montana that they need to be ready and locked in early because there is that added excitement for the game this week where you know that the game is going to have implications on the Big Sky regular season and eventually the tournament down the road. We've seen Montana play better, at least on Thursdays, in those types of situations. Yep. So it, it provides a unique challenge here. But I'm telling you what, for the early prep I've done on Eastern, I talked with Larry Weir, their play-by-play guy, one of our favorites today as well. They're a well-old machine right now, man. To do it without Jacob Davison, they're on a seven-game winning streak, yep. averaging 90 points a game during yep. it. Yep. They look like the preseason number one team. They look like the best team in this league and be an interesting challenge for Montana. Caught up with Shante Leggins, Easter Washington head coach after the Montana State game on Saturday. He will actually join us on the ESPN Roundtable on Wednesday. That'll be a fun one because Shante is a really exuberant and fun guy to talk to. Entertaining. But he said something uh, interesting. He said, you know, we don't necessarily run sets or plays or offenses around here. We run concepts. He said, I just want my guys to play basketball. Was that a direct shot? <laughs> right? I, yeah. I mean, it I sure mean, seemed like it. Interesting, right? But he said, we, we just run concepts, and I just want my guys to, to hoop. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to be confident. I want them to hoop. And like he said, when they had all these interruptions, they couldn't get into the flow. Now they've been playing for three weekends in a row, and they've been winning for three weekends in a row. They have an exceptionally fun style to watch. I want to talk about this news out of Montana pertaining to this upcoming matchup. Michael Stebbin. If you haven't heard, entered the NCAA transfer portal yesterday morning. Um, I, like I said off the top of the show, I don't think we're going to ever find out the why. He announced this. All of the sources I got say that uh, this was not necessarily something he ran by the coaches. He just put his name in the portal. He announced it himself on on Twitter right after he did it. I mean, it wasn't like I was – I mean, because I got sources that, got, that we can confirm stuff in the portal. And uh, – I, my first news of of it was his tweet, and so it, it was basically announced by Michael Stedman. So, uh, six foot ten senior, former transfer from San Jose State. I mean, by and large, if you really count it up, I mean, he played less than twenty games in Montana, and it was largely a failed experiment. To be completely honest, I mean, he didn't even put up even close to comparable numbers as what he put up at San Jose State. He basically was here for a year and a half. He transformed his body in a way that I actually don't think was advantageous for him whatsoever. And uh, he seemed like he just never was really able to mesh on offense or defense. But this is an interesting fold now, too, because Montana, I mean, Eastern Washington has this reputation of a team that spreads it out, and they really shoot it. I mean, they've hit 19 threes in a game this year. They hit eight threes in the second half alone in Bozeman on Saturday, hit 13 threes overall. I think they ended up hitting like 23 threes for the weekend. So they can really shoot it, but it all starts with the guy on the inside. That's Tanner Groves. He might be the the, uh, front runner right now. For league MVP, he's absolutely the most improved and developed player in the league. And he's a true 6'11 guy that plays with a super high motor. So what does Montana do to combat that? You, on the broad stroke, you might say, well, Michael Stebbin being gone, disadvantaged Montana. Tanner Groves is going to feast. I actually don't think so. I think if Michael Stebbin's in the game, Tanner Groves is going to get him into foul trouble instantly, and you're going to be in a different situation anyways with a different lineup. I don't know. I, 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 I take this Michael Stebbin thing. Again, we're not gonna we're not gonna really be able to analyze the why because the only people that really know the why are Michael Stedman and the University of Montana team and coaching staff. 
But to me, from what I watched and from what I've heard from people that have insight into the program, this is not a surprise. And honestly, I think that the Grizz could be better off for it. Not because you, you never want to lose a 6'10 guy that averages double-figure scoring. But you eliminate a distraction. You eliminate a guy. When you want a guy to be your dude and you want him to be your leader and he's not, that's just inherently bad for the your structure of your team. And so I just think that matchup aside from Mr. Washington, I actually don't know how much this hurts Montana. I actually think it gives them an opportunity to smooth out their lineup because they haven't even been playing them in crunch time anyways. Addition by subtraction, I think that you could absolutely go down that route and justify it because for Montana, I think you hit the nail on the head, Coulter, in the sense of, I mean, he was the senior leader. He was supposed to be the guy coming in, and for one reason or another, it did not pan out. I think for anybody that has watched this team all year and has followed along, maybe the body language type of things, I mean, those are the little hints that you can see from game in to game out where it eventually just came to a head. I I am very surprised and was very surprised that the timing of all this, that it happens three weeks before the conference tournament. I mean, the fact that you kind of went this far, you figured maybe to finish it, but yes, in the scope of what they do on the court and the effect for Montana down the road, they could use this as a rallying cry, right? Hey, we've got the guys here that we want invested in the program and let's try and move forward and do it without. And I think from a matchup side of things, you're going to see Montana be able to play more free and loose. When was the best offense that we saw for a two-game stretch this year? It was at Sacramento State, right? Right. Michael Stebbin was in serious foul trouble and was not on the floor for most of the weekend at Sacramento State. So I think you're going to see some type of formula there. How does Montana defend in the post? That's the million-dollar question, and that's what Travis DeKir, Chris Cobb, Jay Flores, Zach Payne are going to have to do here because Mac Anderson going up against Tanner Groves, who I do think right now is the front runner for Big Sky MVP, that's a big matchup problem on paper. So I think that Montana, as they always will, they will use this to spin it in their advantage or or try and um, come up with a different game plan that maybe coaches haven't seen all year. So um, as far as the the on-the-court product, I don't think that this is crazy doomsday scenario for Montana. I really don't, as far as a death sentence for maybe the rest of the season. Um, But as far as just the timing of it all, really shocking. Three weeks left to go in the season. As I was standing in the tunnel at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse, waiting for Coach Leggins to come out of the locker room, the Eastern Washington players were walking out of the locker room. And Michael Matthews, who's a sophomore from Hollywood, California, which, by the way, I just would love to get his honest thought on what he thinks of living in Cheney, Washington, coming from Hollywood, California. But I digress. Um, Matthews is is an up-and-comer in this league. He actually had his best weekend as a a D1 player this weekend against Montana State. Played great. Scored 21 on Thursday and 16 on Saturday. But uh, Matthews and Kim Aiken, who's uh, kind of the heart and soul of Eastern Washington, he's like the number one enforcer in the league, the junkyard dog is kind of what I'd call him. Great player, and he's the biggest guy player of the week this week because of his great performances in Bozeman. But uh, they were talking, and Matthew's like, hey, Kim, who we got next weekend again? He's like, oh, Montana. We got Montana. You got to be ready for Montana. And Michael Bass was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for Montana. And Kim Aiken said they got my boy Stedman because they're both from Southern California. They knew each other growing up, playing together. And he's like, but... But it doesn't seem to be like they're using him like that, like I thought they would. And then the conversation kind of trailed uh-huh. off. So it was interesting to hear that. But we forget that a lot of the times these guys have backgrounds from a lot of different places. I mean, that was kind of the keys storylines to the Eastern Washington battles when Montana State had guys like Bobby Moorhead and Ahmad Rory. Those guys are from Tacoma. There's a lot of Tacoma guys on Eastern Washington. So you had a lot of guys that had grown up playing against each other. And so we'll have different dynamics like that in this game, too, even though a lot of the the common factors are guys that are from California instead. 
I, I like that. And you think of some matchups too down the road. Ahmad Rory, Bogdan Bliznuk, they played AAU against each totally. other. That was the story of the, the championship game sure. down in Reno. Right. And then I know that you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it too. Saeed Pritchett against Kim Aiken oh, last buddy. year oh, was, I mean, that's straight fireworks. But yes, just to further that point more, there's been some great individual battles to watch. I actually years. almost thought about hitting up Saeed and asking him if he wanted to come on the show this week. Only because uh, I just wanted him to ask him about his thoughts on what he thought of Eastern Washington. But then I thought he might get too fired up and get us into some trouble because uh, <laughs> th- th- we're talking like we're almost coming to blows. This is almost like Ben's just clearing brawls a couple well, times. Remember the first year in Boise, he would have been mean, the dude, second but The picture my brother has of that foul, I mean, that was one of the dirtiest fouls I've ever seen. I mean, Kim making clothesline Sonny Pritchard from behind. Yeah. I mean, it, it was deserving of a bench's clearing brawl. I mean, it was a nasty, nasty foul. And there's been bad blood ever since then. It, it really has. And I think the the coaches, there is respect between the two. But, man, when they coach against each other, you can tell that there's some hate back oh, and man. forth. And even more so, Larry and I were talking about this today. How great is it going to be from our perspective, empty gym, but we get to hear everything that Shante says oh, and man. Travis says. They're, you know they're going at it at oh, least buddy. one point during the 40 minutes or 80 minutes of basketball. That should be entertaining because, I mean, it comes from the top, right? The emotion sure. or the intensity comes from the top. I mean, Shante Liggins, you saw him on Saturday, I'm sure. He paces around. He, oh, it's you should see him in. now, man. I don't know how they're pulling it off, but they got like eight coaches on their bench. Some of them must be GAs or something. Jeez. But they got... Everybody is up waving the towel every single possession. I mean, they they go so hard. I know that it drives everybody else in the league crazy. I know that they have a lot of haters in the league. I think it's awesome. What else is coaching kids besides just engendering them with confidence? I mean, Leggins... His guys play so hard for him, and they just have so much fun, and I think it's a it's a huge selling point. One last story on this, then we got to get out, get to Danny Sprinkle. Um, the a conversation I had with Coach Sprinks earlier today. Shante was going so hard during the game on Saturday, uh, and I can't. I don't even think it was him. I think it was somebody else on his bench, but the cap on the water bottle that the guy in his hand flew off. And it just goes all over the scorer's table, all over Montana State Sports Information, guys. And, Which I'm uh, sure they were just Oh, they were just about. fuming because <laughs> they were already so mad because you know, it was a 25-point game, and here's these guys just cheerleading and grandstanding around. And uh, Anyways, I put that detail in my story to emphasize how hard Shante Leggins goes on the sidelines. And God bless him. Shout out to Tom Schultz, long, long, long time Montana State Sports yes. Information Director. He commented on my Twitter story. He said, I still have water in my ear. <laughs> and I just thought that that was such great self-deprecating humor. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, maybe people think it's a little over the top, but I... I love it, and I'm sorry to uh, those MSU guys that got a little wet, but uh, got to love the energy that Eastern Washington brings. We're talking a little bit more about Eastern Washington pertaining to their games against Montana State over the weekend and a little bit more about what the rest of the season may hold for Montana State as they have an unexpected week off. Danny Sprinkle on Nuanez Now right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. The navigator of I-90, Coulter Nuanas. <laughs> 
I'm not as practiced up as I have been in my past years. This COVID thing has really put a damper on it. I actually had a realization, though, and this might sound funny to people. I get my best thinking done and I get my best uh, reporting done on that drive. Just put the Bluetooth in, start making some calls. We have time to make calls. You have time to right? make calls, exactly. And then it doesn't matter if all these people uh, want to talk to you for 25 minutes. You know who you are. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to have a life. The guy's working. <laughs> Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. If you want to get a hold of us, you want to give us a call, hit us up, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. You can call us or you can text us. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You're going to want to remember that because you're here in about 15 minutes. We're going to have a free Taglieri gift card for you, $25 at Taglieri. We also got a Doobie Brothers. Riley's drooling. He can't wait to open this thing. I've been just itching at We actually, thing. you know what we're going to do? We're going to do it right now because we have a, or an interview coming up, and then we're actually going to enjoy the sandwich. So we got a Doobie Brothers sandwich. Riley was kind enough to pick this up today because I was racing back through. This is our first time uh, down the menu for the second time. I've had this one before. I actually don't know if Riley has or not, but this is definitely already one of my favorite sandwiches. It's uh, turkey and some pesto. Got some uh, delicious cheeses on there. Peppers. Taylor Deli, the best sandwiches in all of Montana. Located right there on the corner of uh, Higgins and Beckwith. Stop in there. You can get a cheap bottle of wine. You can get some custom pasta, some fresh pasta. But, of course, you can also get the best sandwiches in the entire state of Montana. So give us a call right now. We're going to go caller number three. Caller number three, 406-361-3688, 361-3688. Each and every Tuesday, Taglieri Tuesday, giving you a $25 gift card to Taglieri Delicatessen in Missoula. Dave Sprinkle, his Montana State Bobcats were riding high. They were on a seven-game winning streak, which is their longest since the early 2000s. They started 6-0 for the first time in league play since the year of my birth, 1987. And the last two weeks, it's been tough for the Bobcats. They uh, are on a four-game losing streak. They've given up 90 points per game in those four games. But if there was a silver lining, if there is a caveat, it came against the two best teams in the league, or at least the two most talented teams in the league, definitely the two best scoring teams in the league in Eastern Washington and Weber State. When you say that they've been giving up 90, well, that's not like an outrageous number when you consider Weber State's been averaging 86 and Eastern Washington's been averaging 90 during their winning streak. So uh, kind of on par, but nonetheless, I thought Saturday's game was actually um, sort of strange. Montana State went blow for blow with Eastern in the first half. They were down 36-33. I thought they did a great, way better job. Um, defensively, and then in the second half, Eastern just came out on fire. They went on a twenty-five to five run to open the second half, and then all of a sudden they're sitting there at sixty-four to forty. And Danny Sprinkle kind of waves the white flag, and he plays a lot of his uh, sub guys. I mean, Bilal Shabazz is not a guy I've ever seen play uh, yet this year. Jesse Owens, former Grizz wide receiver, got in the game for the first time of my knowledge. Uh, but all that said. Um, you have to wonder if maybe Sprinkle was trying to keep some fresh legs or if he was just mad at his veterans trying to make a, a uh, statement. Who knows? But Montana State, they are not going to be able to get the bad taste out of their mouth and end this four-game losing streak for a little while. They do not play this week. Their games against Idaho State, supposed to be a home-and-home home against the Bengals, are wiped off the slate. And I just have one talking point on this before we get to this interview. We've talked about the impact cancellations we're having on the schedule. Sometimes you get games canceled against teams that you thought maybe were going to be easy wins. Sometimes you get games canceled against teams that are good. To me, 
for a team that's on a four-game losing streak, it's not the worst thing in the world that the Idaho State games got canceled because before the season, I think you thought these were two games that you absolutely could get. Idaho State's been better than anybody expected them to be. They're 7-3 and three in league play. I think the last thing you want to do is have your losing streak go f- to from four to six or have it lost five out of six if you just pull out a split. Going out of the stretch, Ryan, your thoughts? I think that's a good angle to talk about it with Montana State because to me, I was going to pose this back at you where they're 6-4 and four right now, and I still think that that's pretty good for MSU coming into the year. It would have been interesting to see if the schedule flipped because it's all about when you play teams, right? What if they would have opened with Weber and Eastern and sitting at 0-4, then everyone's kind of sounding the alarms, then they'd go on a six-game winning streak. So that's always interesting, but I do think it's a good time for the Cats to kind of sit back and reflect, and not that teams are doing this, but I have a good inkling that uh, throughout the league, people are starting to look at standings right now and go, okay, well, if we only have to play two or four games, the better chance of us getting a buy. So long story short, I mean, I hope everybody um, comes out healthy here for Montana State. Long story short, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, this would have been interesting to see this team against a like opponent, right? I mean, in the standings, it would have been number four against number five. Uh, and just to, to see a little bit of which team would rise to the top. But for Montana State, I still think a team that deserves to be in the top half of the league. This is a good time for Coach Sprinkle once they return from their pause to kind of regroup the guys for four regular season games before the tournament. I heard a good line over the weekend. Going around an athletic department, if you're actually allowed in the doors, which is a rare occasion in this day and age, is like going around a house with little kids around Christmas. You just don't ask questions. What you see, you don't see. And that's kind of how we treated this thing. So this interview was about the state of the league and the state of the Bobcats, not the COVID cancellations. We're not trying to waste your time around here talking about coronavirus. I promise you, everybody listening to this show is tired of talking about the pandemic. We're talking sports. So I only asked, sprinkle one question just about the silver lining of this uh, cancellation. Then we talked mostly hoops. Here's Danny Sprinkle, our weekly conversation from earlier today, Montana State men, men's head basketball coach right here on Nuanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Well, we go now to not the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, although they are still a proud sponsor of our phone line. They're doing this actually from a cell phone in the car, but it is uh, we're making it happen. I'm on my way back from Bozeman and Montana State, second-year head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joining us as he does each and every week. And, Coach, we'll start with uh, the, the bad news of the week. Your team uh, shut down for this week, no games against Idaho State. We don't need to dwell on that. Uh, is there a silver lining, or, I mean, what's the plan for the next week? I mean, how do you guys make the most of uh, this upcoming time off and get ready, get ready to get back into Big Sky Conference play next week? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, all we can do is all we can do. You know, we got to sit at home, and and, uh, and it's not even just a week. We have a, we have a ten day quarantine. Uh, that's the county and the and the university rules. So we got ten days, and uh, you know everybody's going through it. You know, hopefully we can use it to rest up a little bit, and lick our wounds from the last four games, and you know, and figure out ways to get better by tape. And uh, you know, and then we got we got we still got four games still left on the schedule at Idaho and in Sac State and in the tournament. So, you know, it's going to come down to the tournament like it always does in the big sky. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we get that opportunity and we'll make the most of it. Montana State now in a four-game skid after a couple weekends in a row. Weber State, two losses, and then a home against Eastern Washington. And I know broadly, Coach, when you look at the numbers, it's just the amount of points you're giving up. But when you analyze your defensive effort right now, what are the specifics? I mean, where, where do you guys need to turn a corner to get back to the defense you were playing during your seven-game winning streak? You know, a lot of it is is guarding the basketball one on one. You know, we're, we're getting put in. You know, we're getting. 
you know, beat off the dribble too easily uh, against Weber and Eastern, that is. And uh, and then when you help, when you're playing against good teams that can score four or five positions, as soon as you do that, somebody's open. And, uh, and those teams really made us pay for it. So, you know, we got to get better jobs with our closeouts and really guarding our man one-on-one and keeping him in front of us. And, and then we had a couple times, too, we didn't have multiple efforts. You know, when we did get put in those situations, our scramble defense was not very good. And, uh, and the urgency and just kind of the attention to detail of being able to re- react quick enough, um, you know, it wasn't, wasn't where it needs to be at this point to beat, you know, some of the top teams in conference. In terms of turning the corners, is it just more reps in practice, or is it a communication uh, goal, or how do you how do you go about turning the corner in that element? You know, I mean, to be honest, it's more effort. Um, you know, I think our guys, you know, for the most part, like uh, in, against Eastern, especially the second game, like we played really hard the first half. Like we we played hard. We were flying around, and you know, they just they made some shots. <laughs> you know, they made tough shots, and so did Weaver. Uh, but you know, that's what good teams do. You know, and at some point you have to, we have to turn the corner in order to beat those top teams where, you know, we have to dictate more defensively. Like, yeah, it's one thing to be in the right spot, but okay, but now you got to have a hand up and you got to contest it before he even shoots it. And, uh, you know, and our, and our guys, you know, they need to learn that and, and we'll continue to work on it. But, you know, you know, we got to Sorry, my thing just cut out a little bit. Um, you know, so we just got to, we got to get better with our effort. And uh, you know, communication with it. Montana State Edmonds basketball coach joining us, Danny Sprinkle, and coach. You played two of the best teams in the league this last week, and I actually feel like after after seeing both Weber State and, and Eastern Washington, watching them for the duration of a weekend, I think that those are probably the, the two most talented teams in the league. So, uh, I mean, how, how do you express that to your guys? Or I mean, I guess what do you hope they learn from playing amongst the, the top competition in the conference? You know, I think what I hope they learned is that, you know, they saw those those moments, those halves where we competed with them. You know, I mean, Weaver, both those games came down to the last minute. You know, Eastern Washington, like, we played really well in spurts. You know, but then we'd have that four-minute spurt where, you know, they might go on a 10 or 11-0 run where we'd take bad shots or turn the ball over, and they capitalized on them every time. And, you know, you can't have those breakdowns and, you know, getting these guys, especially, you know, some of the guys that haven't won at a high level to understand, like, how important every possession is, whether it's with 17 minutes left in the game or, or if it's in the last minute of the game. You know, th- those possessions really matter. So I hope I hope our guys learn from that, and we will. And, uh, you know, hopefully we run into those situations down the line here in the tournament, and, uh, and we can apply some of the concepts that we're learning. Talk to Xavier Bishop after your guys' game against uh, Eastern Washington on Saturday, and he expressed multiple times. He said, "Hey, you know, we're not going to get down in the dumps. We're not worried about this. We need to figure. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll be fine." So, just the confidence internally amongst your team. How important is that then to, to reemerge from this upcoming break and and kind of hit the ground running? Yeah, you know, and, and that's the kind of group we've had. You know, I mean, they, they've we've bounced back, and uh, we got high character guys. They're willing to put the work in. And that's why I know they're going to be successful. And I know we're going to keep turning the corner. And, uh, you know, but, but we also know that we need, we have some habits that we need to change. And, uh, and those habits are, you know, offensively and defensively that, you know, that they got to be ready to change those habits in order for us to change the outcome of some of those games against the best teams. 
overall now that you've seen uh, a good portion of the league, at least in preparation for those teams or uh, seeing them against teams that you were preparing for, what's your overall uh, uh, evaluation of just the landscape of the Big Sky Conference this year? You know, like, I think it's a really good league. You know, I think, you know, you talked about how talented Eastern, you know, Eastern's got a lot of veteran guys too, and they're just great basketball players. You know, Weber State just completely revamped their roster, and they're they're talented, they're athletic, they're big, they're well coached. You know, in Southern Utah, you know, Southern Utah's they're up there with talent wise too. You know, I mean, they can really score. They got some great athletes, but you know, then you look at teams. You know, Idaho State, Sac State. You know, they both have good years, and uh, you know, they haven't played. You know, Sac State hasn't played as many games as everybody. Uh, but you always know what they're going to bring. They're going to be physical, and it's going to be like a football game, and you got to be, you know, prepared for them. So it's going to be a you know, a dogfight, you know, Montana, you know, I mean, you know, they've, they've lost more games than they're accustomed to, but a lot of those are in the last possession of the game. You know, they either, either those games can go either way. And so it's going to be a fun tournament, you know, but I think it's a, uh, you know, like always, it's a really good league. And, you know, I think those three teams at the top have kind of separated themselves and, uh, and everybody else is kind of shooting at those guys right now. As a guy who played in the league as well as then coached in the league as an assistant earlier on in your career, now in year two as a head coach, is there anything you learned about the league that maybe you didn't know previously? Is there anything surprising that's happened in your second season here at the helm for Montana State? Yeah, I mean, I think for when I was an assistant here, I think I think the league's better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I think Eastern Washington's on a on a on another level than they were back then. Um, you know, Northern Colorado, they were really new back then. I think it might have been their first year. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and you look at what they've done, like they're they're kind of rolling. You know, Montana and Weber are always good. You know, and, and Southern Utah, you know, adding them to the league, you know, with their talent, like they've, you know, they're a problem. You know, they're going to be a problem in the whack when they go there. And so, you know, it, it's a – I mean, it, it's a league that keeps getting better and better. You know, Portland State, Portland State might have, you know, you talk about talent, like one through 13, they're as talented as anybody in the league, you know? And so it's a, you know, night in, night out. And you're playing against different styles, which is fun, and uh, in different environments in this league, which is great. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, I've said it before, it's, you know, the most underrated league in the country, you know, Division One wise No question about it. We agree with you here on Nuanas Now for sure. He's Danny Sprinkle, second-year head men's basketball coach for the Montana State Bobcats. He joins us each week right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Coach, I know it's disappointing to not have games on the docket, but we'll catch up with you next week when you have some games back on the docket. In the meantime, be healthy, be safe. You got it. Everybody stay safe. Go Cats. Danny Sprinkle, from the front seat of my car. We're flexible around here. You know, I appreciate Coach Sprinkle, too. He has a good presence on this show, comes on, and uh, it's good to hear from him. It is good to hear from him. We love having all the coaches on. They're always welcome to stop by. I appreciate Danny Sprinkle for joining us each and every week like he does right here on Nuanez Now. We got to get out because we got some standout performances from around the Treasure State. We're going to go off the beaten path a little bit. This time we got wrestling. Oh, yeah. We got UFC. And, of course, we got high school hoops as well for our Treasure State stars right after this. 
Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Little Van Halen in your life's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Might as well jump. As we always do, on a Tuesday, Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. It is Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the state of Montana, each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Time now for our Treasure State Stars. We do this every Tuesday during the 4 o'clock hour. Treasure State Stars brought to you in part by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has so many perks, free rewards, checking accounts with cash back, high dividend rates, and ATM fee refunds. They're also great with all types of mortgages, great rates on auto and recreational vehicle loans, low rates, no credit card fees. Say yes to saving at Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is one of the best places in all of Western Montana to get a loan. They love to say yes, and they also love supporting youth athletics around the great state of Montana. We got a couple basketball people on our Treasure State Stars, as we always do. But we're going to start with a guy that, uh, you know, Sydney, Montana might as well be on the other side of the country compared to Missoula, Montana. But Sydney has had some of the great sports dynasties, especially in boys' sports, in the history of the Treasure State. They qualified for a ridiculous 11 consecutive state championship football games at one point, and they won more often than they lost during the late 1980s and early 1990s. One of the great dynasties in the history of Montana football. Mike Gear. Mike Gear. What a great coach. Well, one of the main factors in Sydney being great in football is that Sydney's been the class of Montana in wrestling for the duration of my lifetime. Guy Melby has been there since the year of my birth, 1987, and this last weekend, the number one ranked Sydney Eagles, who are gunning for their fourth straight Class A championship, they defeated number four Miles City 62 to six in a duel, almost swept them completely. That was good enough for Guy Melby's 600th career win, 600 wins. This isn't basketball where you play 30 to 35 games like in college, or even high school basketball where you're playing 20 to 25 games. This 600 wins in duels and tournaments. That is an amazing number in for wrestling. I would love, I mean, it's probably impossible to rate this nationally or to see if there's a list nationally, but tell me someone that's in that, I mean, echelon. That's insane. Uh, I mean, this is, this isn't hyperbole. I bet you that guy Melby will go to the national wrestling hall. He should. He absolutely should. I mean, he has, I I don't even know. They're going for, I mean, he's in year 35 and they're going for their four straight state title. It's not as if they've ever had a dip. So that's definitely one of the best uh, programs in any sport in the state of Montana. So that's Treasure State star number one. Treasure State star number two, Hunter Azure. He is a UFC fighter. He grew up in Poplar, Montana, and he's scheduled to face Jack Shore in a bantamweight bout on April 10th. Uh, So that would be pretty cool. 
But he is a former Class B, speaking of wrestling, uh, standout who won a couple state titles at Poplar. Won at 119 pounds in 2007, won at 125 pounds in 2008, and then won at 135 pounds in 2009. He wanted to wrestle at Montana State Northern, and he's been fighting in the UFC since last summer. So pretty cool to see a guy from Montana. Sugar Shane O'Malley and Hunter Azur, both in the UFC ranks. Pretty sweet that we've got two UFC fighters from Montana. I agree, and I watched the UFC this last weekend. Boy, that was fun to watch, and... He took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, don't forget about Sean O'Malley, man. That guy is fun to watch. Yeah, we got to get Sugar Shot on here yep. at some point because uh, he's not only fun to watch, he's fun to listen to. Okay, too. Monday or Tuesday. Make sure I, I want some preference on there. I want to get on a Monday or Tuesday <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, Come yeah. On. No kidding. No <laughs> no doubt. Treasure State Stars is also proudly presented by Park or Missoula Electric Co-op. They're doing all sorts of great things to reduce the carbon footprint around all of Western Montana. They're providing a 95% carbon-free footprint to their members. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. For more information on all this, you can just go to Missoula Electric Co-op's website. They also are great at giving scholarships around the community. They just closed up one of their scholarships that they had open, but I'm sure they're going to do another one here as we get more towards the middle of spring. But uh, Missoula Electric Co-op, also proud supporter of youth athletics around the great state of Montana. Thursday star number three. This young lady was uh, one of our student of the weeks uh, last year. During her time as a standout volleyball player, and she's also a great basketball player as well, Mackenzie Tutty from Butte High. She had 15 points as Butte High, had a 48-35 win over Flathead. The Western Conference and the AA girls, it's Capitol and Hellgate, and then everybody else. I have no ability to really discern who's better between like Flathead, Glacier, Butte. Sentinel. Sentinel right now is in third. Yep, yep, Sentinel. I mean, they're kind of all in this jumbled mix, and everybody can beat everybody. So uh, that's a good win by Butte uh, over Flathead. And so we'll see as the uh, AA schedule continues to march on. Virginia Brown is Treasure State star number four. She's from Victor, Montana. She was the high scorer over the weekend on the girls' side. I think she had 28 points for Victor in their victory. So congratulations to Virginia Brown. A great scoring outburst. Treasure State star number five. I'm giving it to Three Sentinel High School seniors, Alex Germer, who's been on here before, but Tony Froelich Fair and Hayden Cole, they all scored in double figures as Sentinel posted a 68-51 victory over Helena Capital. I think that's going to be the formula for success. Sentinel remains number one in the state. They're 10-0. And to me, I mean, Alex Germer's had multiple 30-point games this year. But I think that when you get to tournament time, especially in AA where there's no shot clock and there's just such physical defense, I don't think you can expect a guy to score half your points. I think you got to have balanced scoring. So the fact that they had three seniors getting double figures, that's big. Froelich Fair is a great player. I think he's a borderline college-level player as well. And uh, so if they can get Hayden Kolb or anybody else that's in the supporting cast to step up, they remain the uh, the favorites in Class AA. Spartans, though, 10-0 impressive. And I'm curious, too, in the Western AA, I think we know that it's Sentinel and Hellgate. But who's next? Like, who who's the next challenger? Is there another challenger on the east side? It looks like... Great Falls High and Skyview are the top two, but yeah. I'm curious. Like we know those top four, there's there's usually an upset, right? Someone sure. who is that team going to be? So that one is going to be intriguing down the road here. Yeah, Skyview has some good talent. Uh, Great Falls High, I mean, they're really athletic. They, I feel like there's dunks on the news every night with Great yeah. Falls High. More dunks in the Grizz basketball. <laughs> I mean, team. for it's, real though, man, like... there's so many dunks in high school basketball now. I don't. I mean, I remember like there was a couple guys that could dunk when we were in high school. It was like impressive, must see TV, but. I feel like you watch all these small schools all the time. I mean, there's a couple great dunkers out at Frenchtown. There's a great dunker down in Ronan. I mean, every night we watch SWX Montana, Sean Rainey's got his dunk fest going on on SWX tonight. Oh, it's great to watch, too. And it was something that, I mean, if I could go back in time and change a rule, it would be the no dunking in warm-ups rule. I mean, especially in a high school game, let 
let him go a little bit. Let him get For juiced sure. up. And who was who was the most intimidating player in Class A when you were in high school? Derek Selvig. Oh, for sure. Derek he's, Selvig, he's a true Glenn seven-footer. I mean, Glenn Ivey came in here and like, man, I hope he, hope he can keep him under well, 40 today. And it was funny because Derek Selvig had a great career for Montana. I mean, he was a multiple-year starter. I, th- I believe he's a 1,000-point scorer. Maybe close, he was close. Close, Because his dad, his dad got there. Derek Selvig mm-hmm. got there. Um, but people forget that when Selvig was coming out of high school, I mean, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to go to Montana because he's a Selvig. But he's probably the most heralded recruit that Montana has seen. Besides probably Brock Osweiler when it comes to hoops. I mean, he had he had legitimate power five interests from across the country. I mean, you need six eleven, seven foot and be able to and do what he it, did. Yeah. I mean, and Glendive, they were really good too. I remember he's traveling there with Billing Central's team and I mean just the, the atmosphere. You go on that Glendive Sydney trip. I know all you Eastern A fans out there. Uh, that's a pretty imposing one. It was tough to play at Dawson County. Treasure State star number six, Megan Baxter. She scored 19 points for number seven, Thompson Falls, and probably the best class B game on the girls' side of the weekend. Thompson Falls beat Big Fork number uh, 60 to 53. That's number seven versus number 10. And you got to give uh, one honorable mention. Emma Bereth, she had 26 points, which was the second highest total of any young lady around the state of Montana in the loss, but a good effort by her as well to keep Big Fork in the mix. You know this is my favorite game to play. You send me the the stars, and we kind of game plan for the show on Tuesdays, and my favorite game is pick a mascot. Pick pick for a Mm. school, a small school. The one this week is Victor. Do you know Victor's mascot? Is it the Vikings? Ooh, close. I mean, that'd be good, VV. The Victor Pirates. The Pirates. The I, I should have known that because it's, it's right. the Victor Pirates and the Pulse of Pirates. I should have known that. <laughs> it's all right. Next week, you have another chance. Yeah, I'll get it back on the saddle. I promise. Hey, hour one in the books. And by the way, thanks so much to Missoula Electric Co-op as well as Parkside Credit Union for sponsoring the Treasure State Stars each and every week. We'll have more of those uh, coming at you next week. Got to get out, though, because one of our favorite segments coming up. The Business Angle with Justin Angle, University of Montana business professor. Right after this on Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 